Good morning gamers and welcome to the Polygonal Sunrise, your weekly video game news briefing every Monday morning. Today is Monday, March 4th, 2019. I'm your host, Jack Martin. Let's see what happened last week. Pokemon Sword and Shield coming to Switch this year. This article was written by Andrew Webster of The Verge on Wednesday, February 27th. During its latest Nintendo Direct livestream this morning, Nintendo finally provided some details about its much-anticipated next Pokemon game for the Switch. Called Pokemon Sword and Shield, the new mainline games are due to launch late this year. The new games feature a more detailed 3D art style compared to the Let's Go games, and include a wide variety of locales in a new region called Galar that appears heavily inspired by the UK. Naturally, there are also new monsters, including a frankly adorable trio of starters called Grookey, Scorbunny, and Sobble. Here's how the Pokemon Company describes the new setting. Galar is an expansive region with diverse environments, an idyllic countryside, contemporary cities, thick forest, and craggy, snow-covered mountains. The people in the Pokemon who live there work together closely to develop the industries in the region. Fans will have the opportunity to visit various gyms in the Galar region in their quest to become champion. Nintendo first announced that a traditional Pokemon role-playing game would be coming to the Switch back at E3 2017. And despite reassurances last year that the core game was still slated for 2019, we hadn't heard any real details about the new game. Before today, we didn't even know what it was called. Not coincidentally, today marks the 23rd anniversary for the long-running franchise. Despite the secrecy around the next mainline adventure, Pokemon has been busy of late. Last year saw the launch of Pokemon Let's Go, a pair of Switch games that combined traditional RPG gameplay with a more streamlined structure of Pokemon Go. The result was arguably the most approachable game in the series to date. Pokemon Go, meanwhile, continues to go strong, most recently adding an advanced AR photo mode. And later this year, the live-action film Detective Pikachu will hit theaters. When it launches later this year, Pokemon will join the upcoming Animal Crossing as 2019's major Switch releases. Alright, here's my thoughts on the next Pokemon. Believe it or not, I've never played a single Pokemon game. As I've said in previous episodes, the first Nintendo console I owned was the Switch, so I've never really had an opportunity to play a title in the series. With this announcement of Sword and Shield, I will absolutely be picking it up for the Switch pretty much day one. I'm so excited to try Pokemon for the first time, and I'm also excited to continue growing my library for one of my favorite consoles of all time. The Switch is an amazing console, and Pokemon will feel right at home there. Definitely excited to get my hands on the new Pokemon. Alright, on to the next article. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be revealed at Star Wars Celebration. This article was written by Colin Stevens of IGN on Wednesday, February 27th. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the upcoming action-adventure game coming from Respawn Entertainment, will be revealed at this year's Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. Announced in an episode of The Star Wars Show, an exclusive first look of Fallen Order will debut during a special panel on Saturday, April 13th. The panel will feature a discussion revealing quote, never before heard details, end quote, ahead of the game's release, which the hosts listed as Fall 2019. The game follows a Padawan that survived Order 66 and takes place shortly after the events of Revenge of the Sith. While an exclusive first look suggests that we might be getting some gameplay footage, it's unclear exactly what will be shown during the event. Other Star Wars games, like the mobile Galaxy of Heroes, Star Wars Pinball, and The Old Republic will also be at the event. The episode of The Star Wars Show also highlighted that Star Wars Battlefront 2 has released the Chosen One update today, bringing Clone Wars era Anakin Skywalker to the game along with various fixes. Fallen Order was announced at E3 2018 during EA's press conference, but very little has been revealed about the game. 
Respawn has been busy lately with its surprise release of the Battle Royale Apex Legends. Earlier this month, it surpassed 25 million overall players. Alright, here's my thoughts on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm so hyped to see what this game is going to be like. The era that this game takes place is so fascinating, and it's rarely a time we get to see in the Star Wars canon, let alone in a video game. Also, Respawn is definitely an interesting choice for the game. It's known for its shooters, so I'm really interested to see what they'll do with the game. Respawn is definitely having a great year so far with Apex Legends, and I imagine they'll continue that with Fallen Order. It's a company that's definitely on the rise. They had a great release with Titanfall, but it was limited to Xbox, and the second one came out at a bad time, so they haven't really had their moment in the sun until Apex Legends. I'm very excited to see what Respawn will do with the game, and I cannot wait until April 13th. Alright, here's the last story. Three Resident Evil games headed to Nintendo Switch. Release dates confirmed. This article was written by Oscar Deus of GameSpot on Monday, February 25th. Three classic Resident Evil games are headed to Nintendo Switch in the near future. Capcom has confirmed the original Resident Evil 0 and Resident Evil 4 all have an eShop release date of May 21st. Switch owners in North America can purchase Resident Evil and Resident Evil 0 as part of an Origins collection at retail, though it appears the games will not receive physical versions in Europe. Pre-orders begin in all territories on February 28th. Pricing has not yet been revealed. There's no word regarding any additions or changes to these versions of the games. Nintendo Switch previously received Resident Evil Revelations and Resident Evil Revelations 2, but May will be the first time a mainline title from the popular horror series comes to the Switch. The original Resident Evil first released in 1996, and many of its successors are third-person survival horror games, while others are action-centric or play out in first-person. The 2002 prequel Resident Evil Zero and 2005's Resident Evil 4 are considered some of the best games in the series. The franchise's most recent entry is a remake of Resident Evil 2, which launched for PS4, Xbox One, and PC in January. Alright, here are my thoughts on Resident Evil coming to Switch. Again, Resident Evil is a series I've never played but I will absolutely be checking them out on Switch. Anytime a classic game that I've never played gets a re-release, I'm always excited to give it a go. I'm always down for a gaming history lesson, and this trio seems like the perfect way to immerse myself in such a long-standing series. I'm sure some of you are like me on this, so this is a great way for us to look back in time and check out a great series. Alright, that's it for news. Let's take a look at the free games that PlayStation and Xbox are offering this month. For PlayStation, Call of Duty 4 Remastered and The Witness are the free games for PS Plus for March. They can be downloaded from March 5th to April 1st. And for Xbox, there are four games you can download for free for games with gold. Adventure Time Pirates of the Encaridon is available on Xbox One from March 1st to the 31st. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 is available on the Xbox One from March 16th to April 15th. Star Wars Republic Commando is available on the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One via backwards compatibility from March 1st to the 15th. And finally, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is available on the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One via backwards compatibility from March 16th to the 31st. Okay, before we end the show, let's take a trip back in time and see what happened this week in gaming history. This is for the week of March 4th to the 10th. March 4th. On March 4th, 1994, the American Senate Subcommittee on Video Game Violence reconvenes hearings. A group of seven games industry companies, Electronic Arts, Sega, Nintendo, Atari, Acclaim, Philips, and 3DO, tells the committee it would come up with a rating system by the Christmas buying season. On March 4th, 1997, the day I was born, 
Sony drops the price of the PlayStation in the United States to $149, sets the standard software price at $49.95, and introduces a series of greatest hits titles at $24.99. On March 4, 2000, Sony releases the PlayStation 2 in Japan. It's priced at 39,800 yen. And on March 4, 2002, Activision releases Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 for the Game Boy Advance in the US. March 5th. On March 5th, 2001, Nintendo releases Conker's Bad Fur Day for the Nintendo 64 in the US. On March 5th, 2002, Midway releases Gauntlet Dark Legacy for the GameCube in the US. And on March 5th, 2007, 2K Sports releases Major League Baseball 2K7 for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in the US. March 6th. On March 6th, 2007, Sony CEA releases Motorstorm for the PlayStation 3 in the US. On March 6, 2011, Sony releases Pokemon Black version and Pokemon White version for the Nintendo DS in the US. And on March 6, 2012, EA releases Mass Effect 3 for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 in the US. March 7. On March 7, 1990, the US Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit makes a ruling in favor of Nintendo, allowing Nintendo to sue retailers who buy unauthorized video game cartridges. On March 7, 2002, Sony announces it will release a Linux development kit for the PlayStation 2 on May 22nd. The $200 kit will include a 40GB hard drive, Ethernet adapter, mouse, and keyboard. On March 7, 2006, the 1 millionth unique user of the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection joins the network. And again, on March 7, 2006, Ubisoft releases Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter for the Xbox 360 in the US. March 8th. On March 8th, 1991, Capcom introduces the Street Fighter II arcade game. On March 8th, 1996, Acclaim Entertainment releases Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 for the Genesis in the US. And on March 8th, 2011, THQ releases Homefront for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 in the US. March 9th. On March 9th, 1996, Nintendo announces a delay in introducing the Nintendo 64 in Japan to June 23rd due to a lack of chips and delays in software development. On March 9th, 2000, Nintendo agrees to supply protective sports gloves to American owners of the Mario Party video game for the Nintendo 64. The Attorney General's Office of New York had complained to the company after hearing many reports of children being injured playing the game. On March 9, 2004, Konami releases Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes for the GameCube in the US. On March 9, 2008, Nintendo releases Super Smash Bros. Brawl for the Nintendo Wii in the US and Canada. And finally, March 10th. On March 10th, 2005, at the Game Developers Conference, Nintendo President Satoru Iwata shows footage of a new Legend of Zelda video game for the GameCube and gives some details of the Nintendo's next-generation console, codenamed Revolution. The system will use free wireless play, touchscreen controllers, and play GameCube games. The system will include a DVD player and a virtual console to play all prior Nintendo console games. On March 10th, 2008, Microsoft reduces the price of the Xbox in Europe by 80 euros to 200 euros for the arcade version and 370 euros for the elite version. And finally, on March 10th, 2010, Sony unveils the Move motion controller for the PlayStation 3. That information came from a really cool site called thisdayinhistoryinfo.info slash compvid. There, you can find all sorts of cool information about what happened each day in gaming history. And that's it for the Polygonal Sunrise. You can join us every Monday morning for your weekly gaming news briefing. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FascinatedJack. And you can follow the show on Twitter at PolygonalPod. If you have any questions or would like to contribute to the show, email me at PolygonalSunrise at gmail.com. You can subscribe to the show in its own feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. You can also find the show under the Amherst Wire feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or AmherstWire.com. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. It really helps out the show. Have a great week, everyone. The Polygonal Sunrise is a production of the Amherst Wire. 
visit AmherstWire.com or find them on social media at AmherstWire. This episode was recorded, edited, and produced by me. The entertainment slash podcast editor for the Amherst Wire is Jonathan Kerma. You can follow him on Twitter at jkerma98. My supervisor for the show is BJ Roach. You can follow her on Twitter at BJ underscore Roach. And finally, the music for today's episode is provided by Damon Hatfield. You can support him at damonhatfield.bandcamp.com or find him on iTunes and Spotify.